Greetings, Matt comrades. It is your humble DM, Mike Gergoni here, to let you know that we here at Material Components are now part of the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. Punch-Up is proud to present such podcasts as Panel Up, The Action Shelf, and The Very Podcast you're listening to right now. And of course, the best way to support all of these shows is by going to patron.podbean.com slash punchup and becoming a patron today. When you do, you'll get access to all sorts of bonus content, including a brand new one-shot from the folks here at Material Components, in which our heroes attempt to solve a murder in the urban fantasy streets beyond the veil. If you ever wanted to hear Michael Lisman playing as Detective Sasquatch, now's your chance. Once again, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup. Thanks for all the support, and now, let's get you into this week's episode. Material Components, Season 2, Episode 67, The Sequence of Things. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there, brought to you by Punch-Up Entertainment. I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are our stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Heck yeah. Hello. Howdy. Of course. Hey, everybody. Uh, I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay, the Elven Wizard. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I have to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Michael Lisman, do you remember yes, what Michael? happened last time? I do, Michael. Thank you for asking. So, we got out of warp our mostly successful warp sesh um uh thanks to thanks to shay and uh (laughs) and well we started to have some visions our the power went out on our ship there's some backup power um keeping us from not completely dying uh but as we uh endeavored to bring the power back we started to have these visions shay uh, saw their best friend from the academy who they left there. Uh, Amari had a war flashback uh, to the Battle of Fortis. Is that correct? Fortis? Uh, Oswald saw uh, his loving, uh, caring father. And uh, Florian uh, saw his, uh, his family slash terrorist cell, you know, and <laughs> uh, Basically, the inciting you know, your family slash terrorist cell. Pa- Everyone has one. Potato, <laughs> yeah. potato. We all have them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who needs them? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and basically, Florian saw the event that led to him having to, to you know, uh, get scarce all of a sudden. So we all come out of that. The power comes back on, and by talking with Mara, we come to the realization that the visions we were seeing was actually the Arch Proctor saying hello in a way that the Arch Proctor does. Um, 
basically getting to know us and all the things that make us tick um, and make us, you know, sad. And uh, yeah, we learned that Mr. Zinn was unable to uh, give us a heads up. The Arch Proctor didn't like that idea. Not going to look too deeply into that motivation. And basically, we we learned about our uh, ongoing bout with void sickness or space madness. I don't remember what we're specifically calling it in in this uh, campaign. Um, it's called a lot of things. That's it's called a lot of things. Uh, it's developing in interesting and exciting ways. And then we also learned that Mira has been created to be a fae on the level of like the high court. Uh, we don't know why specifically we have theories, but uh, probably not a good thing. So we were encouraged to look for allies uh, in our fight against Aegis tech. Uh, so that's kind of where we left off. Uh, just kind of, lot of information uh now we get to figure out how we want to deal with this yeah your communication with the arch proctor was not as precise as perhaps you would like because it seems as though the arch proctor whatever it actually is is so vast and powerful and Shay got a little bit of a taste of just how big this entity is in that the way it could directly communicate with anybody was just these huge waves of emotions that came crashing over your etheric senses. Other than that, they were able to communicate with abstract pieces of presentational art using pieces of your own memories to try to communicate in some fumbling way. It It's like a a human trying to communicate with an ant. How do you get across ideas and thoughts when the creature exists on a whole other scale of existence? Mm -hmm. But you came away from this conversation with some ideas of what it is that's going on with all of you, what it is that's going on with Mara and what you might do to counteract the individuals that created her in the first place, because whatever they, their ultimate purpose was it, it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of wiggle room of it being a good reason for creating an artificial high. She and Mara is of the opinion that what their purpose was behind it was probably bad. And she straight out said, if not for, y'all's perspective and your freeing of her from her imprisonment she probably never would have come to that realization or perspective so good job so far on raising this incredibly powerful artificial fey child i'm gonna get us all mugs that say parent number one parent <laughs> tied for first yes <laughs> Number one grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I get wait, number I, one grandpa because oh, I'm foxy it. grandpa. <laughs> so, yes, you are now finding yourselves back on the Tiresian in the middle of nowhere space. 
as opposed to the first little brief awakening in which you saw yourself surrounded by a strange pulsating nebula that seemed to have also been part of the arch proctor's attempts at early communication because as you look outside the the viewports on the bridge where you find yourselves now it is just vast emptiness of space you were led here by mr zinn in the first of what you were told were were going to be a bunch of jumps leading you to the arch proctor mm. now you don't know where you are you don't know how far you are from piece of settled space you know you're at least one jump away from where you came from but precisely how you get back there's no warp coordinates anywhere there's no com buoys out here you don't know where you are we were also told that it was going to be multiple jumps and i believe we only did one jump correct uh yeah yeah okay hmm if there are no com buoys out here, how are we going to attempt contact with Mr. Zinn, though? You did receive a plethora of messages from him. It seems as though he has some way of sending you communications, though, again, you're very uncertain as to how that could have happened. Yeah. Okay. Wizard shenanigans, I'm assuming. That seems likely. Yeah. So, Oracle um, Zero. So we should probably, like... Hmm, oh, yeah, so we can't send any messages back to him. Not in any, any traditional way. Yeah, perhaps there might be. I try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Shay, you'd be able to cobble together at this point that Mr. Zinn operates on a level that is, like, just above where your capabilities seem to be at this point. He does stuff in the astral sea that you knew was theoretically possible, but is nonetheless impressive. Yeah. So is it just above or is it like just above? How, how many Aether die do, does Shay Um, Let's see. Where's that here? I know I said I had it ready, but actually I never said I had it ready. So you can't get mad at me. Um, all right, lawyer. Uh, I have eight. <laughs> I have eight. Uh, oh, right, because he has. Oh, so, so, like, yeah. in that he case, it's 10, right? just above. <laughs> as I throw up a number of fingers. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Damn, he's almost got all of them. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do some wild shit to get that last one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to know those, what it those, is. those last two they're uh <laughs> they're rough stuff mm -hmm. yeah i just mean like to earn that much experience <laughs> oh yeah but yeah i'm not saying you can't make a deal with the fae in fact i encourage it you always do mm-hmm one of these days we'll do it too hey it's it hasn't led us astray so far has it we've always Managed to get out of it somehow. I can't think of a single time where it's backfired. Nope. Yeah. On me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what's the problem, y'all? Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mara, let's make a deal. Uh, oh, wait, no. I crave oh. new experiences. El 
Elliot and I, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh, a while ago, we were, when we were talking about first hiding Mira on the Storm's Repose, we're like, yeah. oh, fuck. Which one of us is going to have to draw the short straw to, like, store Mira in their body for a while? And we were like, oh, God, it's just so bad. <laughs> Why did we do this, you guys? Uh, she's just so goddamn charismatic. <laughs> yeah. All right, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, so... Oh, that's a great uh, question. Uh, yeah, I can't quite get get a hold of Mr. Zen. Uh, the stuff he can do is... Yeah, like top yeah, tier he, he's just shit. Yeah, like top... Not top tier, but like pretty, pretty high. Like, like not S rank, but you know, A rank for sure. I don't know what yes. that means. I'm probably like, uh, like mid. Like I'm like a middle B no, right now. Like the insect. Yes, Oswald. I'm a middle B. Which, hey, yes. let's take a second to dive into the middle B lore um, of the <laughs> yes. uh, Dragon's Weight Galaxy for a moment. What's a middle B? Well, there's, really the, there's the minor B, the middle mm-hmm. B, and the greater B. Uh, greater the bees, mega B. Well, yeah, that exists on asteroids and tends to yeah. create and Akalar, aethite probably. honey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta look out for the mega bees. The, yeah. the middle B is about the size of a moderate house cat, and its sting can be deadly. Yeah, but it's very cute. I love that. <laughs> okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way. Um, You're welcome. So. <laughs> um, well, wait, what does the J JRPG stand for? It stands for, stands for jorts. No. Um, stands for japes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, guys. Uh, I can try to could try to navigate us through the Astral Sea without Mr. Zen's help. That's uh, true. He did show you how to do it. Yeah. And we did get there and intact. I, I could kind like of that. vibe my way back to, like, where we were. Are we going back to where we were? Did we get to where we were going? We did not get to where we were going, but I don't think that we can go where we need to be going. Hmm. I mean, I could pop back in to the astral sea and like see if I can, like see if Mister Zin is even there. Uh, so, how long has it been since this is like we came out of the? Oh yeah, it's been like a second. Yeah, if it's been like it's been two minutes, it's like oh, how do we give this some time a little bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh right, still at, traumatized. Yeah, looking well, at chronometers, also... you can actually determine that it's been a few hours. Oh. Mm. Dang. Okay. Yeah, so the ship should be fine. <laughs> do uh do we have like do we know where we are? Absolutely yeah. not. There's a limited number of places you could be based on the warp capabilities of the Tiresian. So like you can't have gone anywhere in the galaxy. Your ship's not that big. True. That's true. I could math it out. I was just about Oswald, to say. Oswald could help. We could math it out together. I can help with that. Yes, I have a... What do I have? A, I have a D8 in applied mathematics. Um, so if we consider 
how far we can jump with this size ship and then uh, uh, triangulate that with the stars that we can currently see. Perhaps we can maybe get a gist of where we're at. So, Orion's eyes immediately glaze over. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Rather than having Shay attempt to vibe it out, you are attempting yeah, to I use science and math to try to <laughs> navigate in space? Hey, it was my idea in the first place. That's <laughs> yeah, a great idea. It's just my first instinct is vibes. <laughs> if you know, there's if there's one thing we know about complex space travel, it's that it's mostly done on vibes. It's mostly based it's on vibes. I mean, like, but for real though. Listen, this is it the real. Kind of is. And this is the real reason that I'm an artist and not an astronaut. <laughs> Look, I've specifically crafted the setting that flying by vibes is a viable option. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but Oswald, I will help. Uh, I have a D8 or just a D6 uh, in my knowledge uh, oh, talent. So I will Excellent. kick you That's a nice. D6. Does anyone else have a, a talent or specialization that might be able to help with uh, uh, interstellar here. navigation? Mm. Not so not in a way that it would be like applicable to this. <laughs> yeah. If you want to become the ship again, then maybe, but like I don't know. I could do that. <laughs> That's true. She's, like, would that she's help? like, I don't know that that would help, but I can do it. <laughs> Just say the word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, knowledge would help. I would say possibly engineering might be able to help perception might be able to help survival <sighs> there's an argument there surviving I, I, I space could, yeah. yeah well and also like survival's yeah. about like tracking and being able to orient yourself and like looking at the stars i mean that's just classic survival yeah there. i would say how much how much does florian know about star charts Based on the face Galaxy Olivia's wide. making, I'm going to say it doesn't apply here. <laughs> yeah. I was going to argue for it. Sorry, guys. But like, I, but then I thought about it more and I was like, <laughs> hey, listen, I could I could like navigate us by the stars anywhere on Akalar. You want to go <laughs> anywhere on Akalar? I can get you there based on the stars. <laughs> Not so much in some random place in the galaxy. <laughs> okay. Well, then, it seems as though you have uh, the help of one of your allies, you have your own specialization, and what uh, what's your tactic you're using here? Uh, let's go with clever. Seems appropriate. You okay. think this shouldn't be... It's hard. It, it is hard. You're in an unknown part of space. You don't have any. There are a couple of constellations that are fairly constant in the galaxy that you can orient by. So long as you can see them. There is a constellation called the Spear, which is fairly recognizable almost anywhere in the galaxy. The only place uh, that you can't see it is on the far, far side of the Eastern Reach. And based on which direction the spear is pointed, you can usually figure out your relative position in certain quadrants of the galaxy. 
cool. And hey, it's like even a- if we even if we couldn't see the spear, that would also be at least a little bit helpful. Yes, absolutely. True. It's like a galactic compass a little bit. Kind of. And where o- it's pointing. Yeah, Oswald, you would know that the the tip of the spear is a extra galactic body that actually exists outside the galactic rim. Um, hmm. And that's why you can kind of see it yep. from everywhere in the galaxy. That makes sense. Uh, okay, great. Uh, so you said hard is what we're, we're we're looking for. At the very least, yeah, so 20. Okay, I, I guess I could pump some aether into this. Um, I used aether last session. I want to say I used four. That is correct. Does that sound right? Yeah, okay, great. So I still got two, so let's go ahead and use those last two. So we can avoid- I was going to say, just aether leech something, but I forgot that has consequences. <laughs> yeah, bummer, right? I mean, it it doesn't. You've already the consequences have come and yeah, we've, placed their we bill. Might as well just <laughs> exactly. use it all the time now. True, their money's <laughs> worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there, there's no reason it can't get any worse now that we know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that knowing works. is half the battle. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for like. Hypothetically, twenty three years. So exponential growth is a thing. thing. What do we got? Eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Whoa! (laughs) I saw two ones. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way this is gonna happen. All right. So precisely twenty. You can figure out based on the position of certain constellations and the even the existence of certain constellations, that you are still in the southern reach. You didn't change okay. quadrants of the galaxy. You can figure out that you think you are somewhere near the interior uh, rim of the galaxy. You're not quite towards the galactic core, like not as far as Douthul, which is the big... Uh, Akasi world in this chunk of space, but you're definitely like listing towards the Western reach as well. So you're somewhere between Gobwar and Fingalurf, you think. Oh, interesting. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, Gobwar. Which is like not honestly that far away from where you were. Yeah. If yeah. You, if you think of the galaxy as a big clock, you maybe moved like a couple of minutes in terms of degrees in a clockwise direction. Okay. So I obviously communicate all of that um, after some very good math, um, like staring off into the middle distance. Eyes are sort of like flickering back and forth. Um, And Shay at one point is like, it's like a clock. (laughs) Oh yes, of course. (laughs) Thank you, Shay. Invaluable help. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna guess that one of my that my D6 was one of the ones. So, <laughs> uh, no. I, well, I, it could have been. I didn't specify which one was you. Um, yeah, I think it might have been one. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Okay, so we know about where we're at, which is good. Uh, not in the middle of nowhere, but that does bring up an excellent question. Where are we going and what are we doing? 
And with that information, you could very easily pull up your little, like, on board star chart and figure out, like, okay, where's the nearest settled worlds and, like, what direction vaguely would we have to go in? Right. Well, we should Getting probably... resources. Like, we should get to a place at the very least where we can send out communication. Right, right, because Amari has uh, something pressing. Uh, and we so should we also should... probably actually talk to Mr. Sin. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, yes. Well, uh, For once, listen, listen, I'm so invested in the drama of Amari's family, believe me, I am, but I do think that this takes a little bit of precedence. Just a smidge, though. Amari, what do you think of that? We already told the Arch Proctor and Zinn, that we're going to take care of this first, so let's just keep plugging away. Right. And when you say take care of this, what specifically like, take care of the entire Project Chimera no. issue? Okay, just wanted to make sure we're on No, we, we were going to meet up with Mr. Zinn and the Arch Proctor, and then we were going to go take care of our so we, we didn't business. I mean, right. We met up with the Arch Proctor, and we can't meet up with Mr. Zinn because uh, we're all infectious. Except for we're you, maybe. Uh, we don't know yet. Well, of this specific disease, I'm sure, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of diseases, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of diseases. So Mari, Mari might still be infectious. Fuck. <laughs> Well, if you guys don't think we have anything else to talk to them about, then we can be done. Well, I just wasn't sure how we would, um, if we cannot get in contact with them, how would we meet up with them? I don't right? know. Because, Shay, you, can, you can't get a hold of, of Mr. Zinn at, at the moment, is that correct? Uh, no, because we're not like near any communication hub. That's what okay. I kind of mean, like we should at least... Like, we kind of know the direction of places that have communication hubs, so. Yes, well, yeah, we should definitely check it, for sure. Yes, okay, good. Great. Uh, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. So what would be the, like, because we were near, like, Gob War, mm-hmm. that's still theoretically mm-hmm. the last position, known position of the Storm's Repose. That's true. Right. Okay. Yeah, there's bound to be Kambuis somewhere near there. Absolutely. Cob War is a big hub of galactic trade and uh, civilization, for lack of a better term. Now, now if we were to uh, make our way towards, uh, what was it, Nirend? Mm-hmm. Uh, would that... It, Theoretically, it'd be a, like an easy jump to start making our way, way towards that. They're in the same direction. Niren's a little bit farther back up the clock, as it were, in a counterclockwise direction, galactically speaking. Uh, you're in the southern reach. Niren is closer towards the eastern, eastern reach, but still roughly in the same galactic quadrant. Uh, it's a little bit farther in an easterly direction. So if you're, if think of it, like I said, as a clock, if you're currently somewhere near the six o'clock, Gob War is kind of like towards five and Nirend is like at four. Okay. 
Well, right. I mean, we might as well start, you know, doing two birds with one stone then. Yeah, for sure. You're going to hit Oswald? Very offensive. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're going to throw us a rock at Oswald? Wink. Sorry, do you want me to use a, uh, 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 a lean expression? Eat two birds with one bite? What? Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I prefer skinning uh, two, more than one way to skin a cat. But uh, Ooh, you know. that's, ooh, that's very rough. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Can't say I've ever done it. It sounds fairly barbaric, but... Based on your current position, you can determine that the closest planet you could jump to that has like a com buoy and a uh, a warp nav point is not Gob War. Um, that's a couple of jumps away. It would be a planet called Ruatov. It's like a small, out of the way settlement that just happens to have com buoys and a way gate. Okay, great. That works. Nice. Now, all right, Amari, kick it. Because you don't, don't currently try. have a waygate to operate on, it you do have to navigate there. Because you know exactly where you're going, it's a lot easier. But it is still something that Shay has to do. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Amari, just sit there. Shay, kick it. Shay. Because Mr. Zinn is not with you, guiding this process, I am going to need a navigation roll from you. Alrighty. Alright, sorry. Let me get my horrible child off of my desk, because (laughs) my uh, wireless headphones are not working. I'm having to use my wired ones, and he loves to make problems on purpose. Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound like a cat to me. Quintessential kid. So strange. Okay, navigation role. That's Mm -hmm. probably a talent or a specialization. (laughs) It could very easily be one, yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing that we, you know, had downtime so that I could make one. We did, (laughs) a couple sessions ago, actually. Okay, but I hadn't friggin' (laughs) navigated yet. If anything, the experience of working with Mr. Zinn was what helped create that talent for uh for Shay. And to be fair, they've only done it once. It's not a specialization yet. It's true. Yeah. All right. So I'm guessing that this is a uh oh, advanced tech role as we are calling it now. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, to let our listeners know. I I Oh, I mean it could be uh advanced tech, which is the new name of the Aether Tech general talent. Um, so that it can have broader application. I have renamed it. Uh, I think an easy argument could be made that this is a piloting role. I could see it being a spellcraft role, even like there's lots of, I think. Wait, oh uh, shit. I joked about not having made a specialization, but I did. And I was going to joke about using it, um, because it's called flight of the navigator. (laughs) (laughs) So just kidding. That was a joke or a boros. It just ate its own tail here. It did eat its own <laughs> tail. Um, okay, so. What talent is this under? Uh, this is under pilot. Because I was looking at Aether Tech. Um, and I, then you said pilot. And I was like, ugh, I only have a D4 in that. But I have a D6 because I upgraded it. 
and gave myself a specialization. All right. Dang, past Elliot is just way more on top of it than I am. <laughs> so you've got your D4 in pilot. You've got your D6 in flight of the navigator. Uh, what tactic are you attempting to use here? Okay, so that is a D. You're right. Yes, a D six and a D eight, which I don't have in my hand currently. Um, and in terms of tactic, um, the funny thing is, it's either carefully um, because I don't want us to die, or it's boldly because I am doing this without any kind of guidance. Mm. They I are both a D6, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't super matter mechanically. Um, but narratively, there's a supreme difference here. I <laughs> am <laughs> going to do this carefully because I think I'm still a little rattled from the uh, freaking death by a thousand cuts mm. uh, that I suffered earlier. Okay. Um, so you said you had a D6 in piloting? Yes. Okay. Uh, D eight. Yes, a D six in piloting, and my specialization is a D eight. Okay. So and both then of, both of those dice plus your tactic. Yes. Um. And then remind me how much aether is in the ship. The ship has a lot of aether. All of its different okay. systems have its own little pools of aether. It's. Right. I wouldn't say it's effectively unlimited, but it is a lot. I would say somewhere okay. in the range of like 50. Okay. But so taking Aether from the ship does could cause problems. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can use the Aether of the ship when navigating it correctly, correct? You like could pull from, systems. yeah, from navigation systems and like things that are supposed to supply energy to those systems. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess you've been the engineer of the ship for a while, so you would know that, like, okay, if you don't take anything greater than three, you're probably fine. Okay. That's about um, what the ship does when it's piloting on its own. Okay. So I will take two. As, again, I do not have any Aether of my own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> That's why I took Aether Leech. Like, come on. Um, and feel free to keep <laughs> using that if you want. <laughs> Soon as we're in range of something. Um, okay. Oh my god, right on time. It'd be a menace. <laughs> okay. Don't touch those. Oh, good golly. Um, oh. Up and down. 16. 16. Uh, apologies, I did not state the the difficulty level here. No, um, you did not. Because I think I, I should was... get a free D six for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh... <laughs> New house rule. We just made it. <laughs> Optional rules in the the book. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. If you forget to state the difficulty, your players get one free D six. What was your roll total? 16. Okay. Uh, This was, would have been a pretty incredible roll for you having been the training, having had the training wheels taken off. And so your first time just navigating on your own, you know, it it could have been a lot harder, but you knew exactly where you're going. Uh, Um, So yeah, sure. Have a free D6. 
Or how about a uh, a D twelve? Uh, yeah, I dice? I do think I'm gonna need to roll at least one void dice for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, oh no. Okay, I was like, oh shit, did I get a one on my tactic and talent? I did not. Yeah, let me know if that happens. Okay. All right, Monsieur, or. Signore Gorgone, give yourself a void dice. <laughs> Avoid die. Ooh, that's a 10, so I'm at 26. Okay, that's a success. Yeah. Woo. Right. The, the danger dice. gauge has gone up to two. Nah. But it does mean that if anyone decides to fail a roll, they'll get two XP. So, yeah, your careful navigation of the space between where you are and the planet of Ruatov is successful. You find yourself sinking back into the astral sea yet again, this time by yourself. This is the first time you've entered the space of your own volition without a, a, a guide to help you into this space so it is like initiating your own little acid trip without somebody to talk you through the the experience without a sitter Mm -hmm. exactly and so there is this moment of breathless wandering as you touch that infinite rolling sensation of the aether field that binds all things within the dragon's wake and without that steady voice of mr zinn to pull you back from the brink of those waters there is this shaky moment in which you could very easily lose yourself into the drifting sensation that overcomes you in the astral sea but your careful measured method by which you are focusing on where you need to go you have the information from your star charts about ruitov you know exactly what you're looking for you follow lines and traces of energy across that sea and eventually you find this small out of the way world and the nav point that is shining out like a beacon a buoy anchored and this point in the sea that you can latch on to you can see now that this method of travel, the way ships move between waygates, is so effortless and simple compared to what you and Mr. Zinn just did to find your way out into wild space in the middle of nowhere. Nice. And you get a brief yeah. glimpse at what it might have been like for those first travelers out in the stars who didn't have this system built for them. If they mm-hmm. just had to navigate by vibe. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but finding that waypoint, finding that waygate is suddenly you're not sailing dangerous waters. You are simply pulling like a barge across a steady stream. They're still rocking and eddies, but it is much more controlled, much more guided and directioned. It also, you do the thing that Mr. Zinn showed you where you take the Tiresian as you conceptualize it in your mind and you create the shield around it and you activate the warp drives. 
And as you're pulling yourself towards that steady location in space, it feels so much easier than when you just tried to find a way into a random spot in space. There's a reason people build bridges across rivers. There's a reason people construct dams to direct water. There's a reason people fly in spaceships towards a way gate. There are safe paths that have been charted over countless centuries in the dragon's wake. And maybe moving off of those charted routes is what caused the the pain and the sensation last time. Maybe it was just bad luck, but this time you get there, there's no trouble. There's no thousand little cuts on your hand. There's just the sensation of movement. And the rest of you inside of the Tiresian feel that buckling pole behind your navel of a normal warp. The three minutes in the emerald void passes and you are whoop, in space yet again you see a uh, world I, in the distance that i don't think any of you have ever been to before but it is settled there are other there's traffic in this system you suddenly your comm systems light up as you reconnect with the the metanet and all the other communications systems that the dragon's wake has to offer I am going to assume, or at, at least on Florian's part, um, I'm going to do the same sitting up on the bridge just to, like, make sure that there are eyes on me. Just, you know. Just in case. Mm-hmm. We're all just locking eyes in the, in the, uh, it's the, in the bridge. The, the, the office uh, three-person, or the SNL skit three-person shootout. Oh, yes. Yes. And yeah, nothing. There's no odd moments of voices capturing you or out of body experiences. It's just a normal. You've done this a thousand, thousand times at this point as living in an intergalactic civilization. Love it. Cool. (laughs) Right. Well, um, send a message then to Mr. Zinn. Mari, why don't you take care of that? Okay, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nobody was offering up any suggestions, mm, so I just okay, figured yeah, you wanted yeah. to be a part of, you know, what what we do, and so I'm just, just suggesting. Do? Yes. Well, you know, since Shay took care of all of the, the navigating and piloting, don't want you to feel left out. No, no, of course not, no. Yeah, no. Let, right. let me take care of that. Yes. There you why go. don't you Why don't you put your put your feet up? You know, kick back here. Come, come, come. Have a seat. Do you require anything to drink while you're working hard? I mean, it must oh, be pretty exhausting. Well, I could definitely go for a twelve loco. Oh, uh, a twelve loco. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, should Should I get that now? Do you want it over ice? How would you like that? Well, no, you you are handling the the communication unless you want Florian to take care of it. No, I mean, no, no, no. I should I should contribute around here, so I should probably take care of that. Oh well, very nice of you to offer. Oh, uh, my pleasure. While those two are going at it, anyone must kiss already. <laughs> 
He's gonna need a fucking stepladder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of you would notice Kala getting up and leaving the bridge. Uh, yeah, she, she's she's kind of buttoned up and is moving off. Not in a huff, but definitely in a I'm done with the day kind of attitude about her movement. Yeah. Which is fair. Uh, question, did we ask uh, Kala or Vesnas if they had any interaction with the Arch Proctor at all? Seen they uh, did. We, we, yeah, we, it was noticeable that they did. Okay. You definitely yeah, we were aware of Kala's. She okay. is grappling with some uh, how one perceives reality issues about what is a simulation and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And the fact That's that you actually had like three layers of simulation that you just went through. She asked you, is this the real world in what you then discovered was another layer of simulation yeah. created by the arch proctor. And I yeah. said to her a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, you did. I mean, that hey, listen though, we weren't in the metafay, which was really what I was talking about. She should know that. <laughs> <laughs> Extract of that what you will about Kala's current situation, but she is leaving sure. the bridge in a stoic I'm done with this kind of silence. Uh mm -hmm. Vesnis, on the other hand, seems almost unaffected by what just transpired she seems yeah she's too cool for emotional trauma i love yeah, it yeah i don't know it, it, well i know but she, she is definitely <laughs> kind of aloof and a little bit just like passively reading up on the planet you've come across now she's reading up on the the star charts and atlases about ruatov and She's like, just comments to herself, oh, they export fish. Interesting. God, she's so cool. <laughs> just like, doesn't give a shit. And there uh, was that strange moment in the first layer of simulation with the Arch Proctor where she did just vanish at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Maybe Which she wasn't involved. Seems to be a trend with her regardless of what layer of reality you're on. Yeah. She just likes to dip. Yeah, weird. He's very good at it. So are we, uh, I mean, are we just sending out messages and then continuing on, or? I mean, the longer we sit in one spot, the, you know, theoretically it would be the easier for people to, like, find us, right? But then again, we have the... I mean, we're untrackable. Yeah. Unless they know that... Are doing this, and so they're tracking someone else. There's layers to this. Layers. Yeah. Y your I Formian guess. generator makes it so the Tiresian doesn't show up as the right like classification of ship when it enters the system, mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. it is much harder for somebody to just track your movements based on like ship registration and its classification, and it's all the identifying markers that make a spaceship without visually seeing it. If somebody just eyeballed you, nothing's stopping people from doing that. Yeah. Other than the vast expanse of space. It helps. It really does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you uh, land yeah, somewhere yeah, and somebody been... goes, Tiresian, huh? I think I read something about that somewhere. No, I didn't. 
<laughs> you, you actually didn't. Uh, yeah, I spend an experience point to <laughs> nullify that memory. But yeah, I figure we we check in and yeah, you know, yeah. Go. I will. I will send a uh, a short message to Zin. Mm-hmm. Okay, saying met the Arch Proctor. They came to us. Figured we didn't need anything else on our way to our next stop. No hard feelings. XOXO. You get a quick message back again, apologizing for the Arch Proctor's methods. Mr. Zinn would say it means well. Mm. It is truly trying Sometimes to help. The first meeting can be traumatic because it is trying to get a sense of you. But if you're alive, it means it approves of you and what you're doing. That's good. So mm. comforting. Yeah. Hey, so if you're alive, that's good news. Okay. There was a uh, chance that I could just decide that you didn't deserve to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let Mr. Zinn know that we're heading to um, oh god, uh, Niren to meet with uh, a representative, and then uh, you know, hopefully she'll, we'll be checking in soon. Okay. Uh, he gets back and says, best of luck. If you need any help contacting anyone in your next step of this mission, let me know. I know some people. Um, yeah. I, and like on that note, I'll be like, okay, well, who do you know? It's a long list. Great. I got time. Send it over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's CC some people in yeah. a message. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's more like he has a long list of contacts. If you have an idea of what direction you want to go in, he can start making introductions. But all directions. Yeah, if you don't have like, it's like saying like, oh, just hand me the phone book. <laughs> I'll figure it out from there. Give hey, just uh, send me your email contact list. Right. <laughs> yeah, we might not like how we're listed in that contact list. So, <sighs> well, that's good. I think uh, going through Mister Zinn uh, for contacts and who we need to reach out to is an excellent idea. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh- so that's what we should do. Um, anyways, shall we go to Nirend? Unless we want to stop at the, the planet and get anything. Do we need anything? Is our um, ship running okay? Yeah, and you resupplied very recently over at Bordagantu. It That's true. You're in about as my, good a position a as you really, can. I have a really important question. How's my stock of 12 loco doing? You've got about like half of a pallet. Okay, so we're, we're I'm running go. low. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Critical condition. <laughs> <laughs> it's all waning from here. Um, okay, right. Uh, well, uh, to Nirend, let's do it. 
Let's meet Amari's family. I, I, I love how excited you all are to, you know, meet my family rather than like tr- try and get this, you know, sorted. But yeah, what's okay. sorted? So, speaking of. Is there meeting, a problem? Gestures to everything. <laughs> Vesnus will ask, why are you so also keyed up on. Amari's family. Yeah, he kind of had to be there. It started as an inside joke about his... We found out that he has children, and that just doesn't... I mean, look at this guy. I'll just, like, point to Amari. And it just kind of... It kind of just spiraled from there. Yeah. And we've never met them, so... He he doesn't like to talk about like anything, anything, personal. and so we we just kind of started speculating. Yeah, filling in the gaps, you know. Yeah, we've got some best it's, skill. It's actually. it's a yeah, big. It's, true. it's like I have a, a lot of money riding on this. It's it's a big team building thing for us. It's mm. brought us all much closer. It's true. Mm. Amari, if it makes you feel any better, I do not give two shits about your family. That's great. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Wow, business. It's like you're not even like, it's like you're not even trying to be part of the group. No. And I, Shay is saying really that like, while laughing. <laughs> <laughs> now Oswald's family, that is the interesting one. Well, yeah, it, it's, okay, it's, it's not, not as much it's not as much actually, fun with Oswald's family. Like they're so utterly batshit that it's it's hard to make up anything that's wilder. Yeah. I, frankly, I'm uh, yeah, we don't have to talk about the, it. The joy, the joy is in the not knowing, you know? Yeah. It's like... Once like, we actually meet Amari's family, we'll probably stop giving him shit about it. There's no way they <gasps> could be as wild as... Wait, Vesnus has a great point. Why are we excited to meet Amari's family? Mm-hmm. Oh god, we're gonna ruin the joke. We're gonna ruin like, everything. Why would we ruin everything? I'm confused. You guys do that. I just imagine. <laughs> what? What? I just imagine that Amari is just like thousand yards staring out the front of the ship during this whole conversation, just like with Reed's current expression on his yes. face, just like disgusted with us. <laughs> It's, it's that look of just like a net positive. <laughs> yeah. How hard do I have to run at this like window for it to knock me out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say unconscious too long. It's super bad for you. Have you ever uh, <laughs> just had a bunch of coworkers that you hated? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only always. Only always. <laughs> So, is the plan oh, to head straight on to Nirend? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. It'll take a couple of warps to get there, but it's a straight shot from where you're at. No more navigation required. You've got a straight line of way gates between you and there. Nice. Uh, so, it'll be about a day's worth of travel with uh, a few hours of recharge between each warp. But if there's nothing else anyone would want to accomplish in that time span, uh, we can skip on forward. Yeah. Okay. Skip on forward. 
Somebody should check in with Kala at some point, but. That's what I was thinking. I'm not sure (laughs) if it should be me. Shouldn't be me. (laughs) That's fair. Um. You guys, y'all, it can't. If we're talking about this in character, y'all, it can't be me. I like it can't. I mean, I, I can do it. Okay. So at some point in the trip between warps, Amar, you go check in on Kala. Yeah. Uh, where, where is she at? Like just if, if it's like middle of the day, eventually you, well, middle of the day has very little in the way of. <laughs> right. Yes. No. In the middle, we're in the middle of space. Yeah. It, yeah. Day means nothing. In, in the middle of our current period of being awake. Sure. Yeah. You would eventually track her down. She is in the cargo bay. And you can see that she is doing something to the ship you stole. You're not quite sure what it is, but she seems to have like a decent sized wrench. And is rhythmically tapping a spot on the hull. And it's not, she, she's not even really looking at what she's doing. She seems to be listening to it more than anything else. So you come into the main cargo hold and you just hear this clang, 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 clang. You need any help? And she'll jump and look up and drop the wrench and it clatters to the the polysteel floor, and she'll say, what? Hmm? No, no, I'm fine. Are you looking for something in particular? Ah, looking, no, no, not, not looking for anything. I'm fine. It's a, it's a, it's a sequence thing. I I read somewhere that sequences are, are wrong if in the metanet if you're looking directly at them i don't know if it's true or not but just making sure things are in order that's fair hoping that makes everything make sense yeah i mean i can tell you're stressed about this so you don't want me to be here i can i can leave i or if you want someone to stay and talk about it i can stay i Think I regret leaving the Storm's Repose. I think I regret leaving Esclipsis. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with that feeling. I mean, you don't have to stay here if you don't want to. So what are my options, then? I don't know. We'll come up with something. So I can leave, and you all go on she'll like look up and button her lip quickly as though she stops herself from saying something and she'll glance back at you and say do you all keep doing what you're doing no I mean we don't really have much choice I mean we do but it's it's complicated (laughs) yes what that thing that hijacked our brains 
what it suggested to us is is crazy. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all all of this is kind of nuts. I mean, when you think about it, right? We have Mara on board, which theoretically doesn't make any sense. We're essentially in some sort of action holotape thing happening right now, right? This is like this this kind of stuff doesn't happen in real life, but it it is happening, and so. Oh, uh, corporate espionage happens all the time in real life, but we're talking about Aegis Tech. Mm-hmm. None of us are trained for this sort of thing, unless you have covert experience that I don't know about. Not really. So you weren't part of some kind of crack Dominion Black Ops team? No. Some kind of data thief? Nope. You weren't really part official if I was, but no. If we had anyone on this ship who was something like that, it would be extremely beneficial. But instead, we have a war hero and a former terrorist and some kind of internet reporter and a wizard school dropout and someone who, as far as I can tell, is just very good at making bombs out of things. And you have me who, let's face it, I worked in IT back on Esclipsis. I made sure the weather systems didn't stop working if the date was wrong or something. I made sure that the the calendars worked properly on people's data pads. I, I made sure the scheduling applications all synced properly. Yeah, and you've managed to help us quite a bit. We wouldn't be here without you. I don't know if that's true. I think it is, so... And... So what? I go from the IT department of a weather reclamation center to corporate terrorist, then. Yes, so. My life has become very strange in the last cycle. I mean, ours all became quite strange just a couple of cycles before meeting you, so. Kyle, you're not alone in this. just want you to know that, so. I need you to give me some kind of influence role. Would I'm a war hero help in any respect here? In what way are you plying your war hero gravitas i've been through a lot of shit okay so when i'm talking about things get weird we live in a galaxy where like planets get glassed and people can have like godlike powers Mm -hmm. shit can be weird so you know i've seen some things okay so you can say this with a level of gravitas and meaning it there's weight behind the words of amari kel Rikasa. yeah so i'm gonna use my i'm a war hero and i think may either cleverly or carefully for this up to you 
Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say I'm I'm trying to be somewhat clever in in being like, hey, listen, we have I, I've been through all these things. I I can relate at least on the things getting weird part. Okay. Um so I'll do that'll be a two D eight for this. What are you looking for, Mike? I would say this is challenging. She is not in a good way. So 15 is what I'm looking for. Oh it's, boy. But you have some experience in being the leader type in a group. Yeah. It feels weird to like put Aether into this in terms of like, oh, let me use my etherics a- a- to try and convince somebody that they're in a safe space. Your species but- canonically has weird kitty pheromones, though. Yeah. And also, there's more than just, like, etherics is more than just pew-pew lasers. Etherics uh, is emotions and energy and vibes. Well, I'll throw some good vibes at this, then, and I'll, okay. I'll pull a, a d6 uh, to add to this. Oh, no. Roll that. Classic read footage. It's it's well, I didn't make it. That's for sure. Hmm. Um, but I also got a uh, a one on both my ta- uh, on my aether die and my tactics. Wait, so, did you get it on the tactic and the talent? No, 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 no. Almost, almost. Okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, if you got the one on the aether die, it wasn't spent, so that's nice. Yeah. But okay. that means your total for the roll was what? Ten. Ten. Do you want to take this failure? Uh, I yeah, I'll take the yeah, I'll take the failure on this. All right, it's like hey, you know, I, I, sometimes I'm not the most convincing person. And Kala will just shake her head. You do get two XP for taking the failure. That's what the ga- danger gauge is currently at. And Kala will just shake her head and mutter something to herself and go back over and pick up the wrench and start clanging it again against some metal surface trying to make sure the sequence is in order I guess with that I'll I'll just give her like a knowing glance and just like a thumbs up and I'll head out she doesn't seem to acknowledge either of those that's that's okay she doesn't need to it just needs to look good in the frame Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Damn, if only Axel Amandito had been here. If only. You know, his fourth doctorate in psychology really would have been useful really here. I wish Axel Amandito was my dad. <laughs> Do you? He doesn't seem like a great dad. <laughs> That's true. He does seem like he's having... <laughs> the one person Axel Amandito can't diagnose is himself. Oh, that's so, that's so deep. tragic. It's so tragic. Oh it just makes God. him all the more compelling and <laughs> lovable. I don't know how I could roll my eyes harder. I might. <laughs> Eventually, the Tiresian emerges from its last warp into the Ruotov system. Shay. Ibi. Oswald. Florian, yes. I need each of you 
to roll a d12. D12, you say? Hmm. I gotta look. I gotta look. You gotta look eventually. I can keep my hands. I eventually oh, okay. gotta look. But... I got a six. Okay. A one? One. And I also got. Uh, I got a. Sorry, I got a two. Okay. You arrive without an incident. Yay! That you know of. That seems fine. Sure. Amari stubbed his toe. I was just about to say, I was like, (laughs) yeah. Space madness wise, we were fine. Mm. Otherwise. Mm. Nirind is a densely populated world nearer the edge, the border between the southern and eastern reach. There's not really a, like a firm border between the reaches of the galaxy. It's really just a, a broad concept for galactic navigation. But this world was definitely one that was probably spared the torch of the shattering simply due to the fact that it was a little bit outside of any big industrial centers or military targets of any sort. This is a world without any big industries. Cause there were definitely like agricultural worlds that were glassed and destroyed during the conflict. There were, if anything was a target of value, it was on the table to be caught up in the war. Nirind is only remarkable due to its unremarkability. It is fairly standard in terms of its resources that it has available to it. It is a fairly standard Goldilocks world, kind of generally temperate. It's got oceans and continents with all sorts of terrains and environments on it. It's a perfectly habitable world. It's just there's nothing unique or special about it. There's a lack of athite or athium mining industry in the system, because there's not enough of a asteroid belt or extra planetary like bodies that you could mine that sort of thing from. There's really only two planets in the system. That's Nirind and a larger gas giant closer to the center of the system that maybe if luck had rolled one way or another, this might be a binary star system, but it just happened to have been what's called a hot Jupiter. It's a a very, very hot gas giant near a sun uh, that didn't quite ignite into its own star. And yeah, the fact that this world is completely untouched by the, the war means that you are now wandering into a pretty typical world that would have been seen in the Minos Dominion about a decade ago. This is a world where the Rosset hegemony, the largest, I guess, existing member of the Dominion held sway. So it is a primarily Leon world, though there are plenty of representatives of other species. It doesn't have any big exports or imports. It is a settlement. It is a a colony world where people can live and have full, uninteresting lives outside of the spheres of galactic politics, but still within the power structures of what was once 
the largest government in the galaxy. That government no longer exists, so worlds like Nirend are left to fend for themselves. But, having been under the purview of the hegemony, it's not looking out for itself. It's chugging along nicely. There is a bit of traffic in and out of the system, but not as much as in other more densely populated worlds. There are several large cities on the surface of the planet, but there are no like big sprawling megalopolises like you might see in more settled centralized worlds. There is a brisk traffic going to and from the largest city on the planet, which seems to be kind of the cultural center of this world. Uh, you would know that the city's name is Raustia. <clears throat> and it is the largest port on the city, and you are contacted by the kind of exterior system pickets as soon as you come into the system of just like, hey, log your ship as it's incoming into the system. What's your business here? Which berth are you going to? Like all of those arrangements begin to be made as soon as you enter the system proper. There isn't a huge military presence here. The treaties that were signed post-war definitely made it harder for governments like uh, the clans mood of Yagrash and the Rasset hegemony to have armed themselves. Most of their militaries have been disbanded at this point, at least in broad sense. They still have like defense forces, but they don't have big active militaries anymore. So there's like probably a planetary defense force, but it's not like there are picket ships in the system waiting to patrol near you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, very easily you can set up a a birth, and I guess the big thing, Amari, is do you make your presence known? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Yeah, I would like to get uh, an idea of what this planet is, and like maybe like go out and about before we just go step into some sort of meeting. Okay. Um, you would be able to know that the the primary city, Raustia, is also home to the hegemony, like, public offices. Uh, the... I don't want to say embassy, because that makes you think it's, like, the sole little piece of that civilization in a foreign land. Like this is a colony of vast plain. So this world was colonized by people leaving vast plain and setting up shop here. So it's all part of the same governmental system. There's probably a local matriarch here who runs the show and she is most definitely set up in this primary city somewhere. Okay. In fact, you would be able to look up the name of the, uh, the local matriarch. Anyone I know? Uh, you would recognize the name, maybe, as just like, oh, I think I was maybe introduced to her at a party once. Uh, she is Matriarch Sesru. How long, how many, okay, yeah, how many days has it been since the communication with, uh, uh, the other matriarch, uh, that contacted us? Like a couple, like a two, a week. Not quite a not not quite a week. It's probably been like five days. Okay. 
Okay. So like within my, I, I don't feel too bad about the like, yeah, we'll see you soon. Like that's soon on a galactic scale, I would imagine. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. Depending on the kind of ship you're moving around in, getting there in a, a reasonable time frame is totally realistic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you okay. weren't given a strict time frame to show up here, so no one's, you assume no one's going to be breathing down your neck about being late or not because you were never given a time to show up at. Yeah. 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 I will send a communication. Uh, Directly to my wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Olivia, I can I, I can see all of you just going, my wife. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> had the same exact cadence, though. It was, it was yeah. so... My wife. Was, well, okay, I'm not saying it didn't run through my brain. Of saying, uh, <laughs> like, it, might be, it was true that it was like it didn't have the inflection, but the cadence of it, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, let me just send it to my wife. <laughs> How can I be more so... deadpan about my my own? Uh... Uh, let me just send it to my wife. <laughs> Mike's going to cut all this out. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. He should. I'm giving you enough rope to hang yourselves with, and then we just go from there. <laughs> Several years worth, I, I would yeah. say, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm waiting for one of you to run for political office then my true game begins <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait a very long time I think uh. okay so you send a message to your paramour Layla what does it say have you made it to Nirend okay uh, you are approaching the the system. You haven't quite landed on the planet yet. You're kind of like approaching in an orbit. Um, you've been given clearance to land near the the in the main city, um, though you have not announced yourself. So it's pretty standard. Like, okay, you've got to wait for this berth to open up, and then here's the contact information for the dock master here, and they will direct you towards precisely where you're going. And um, it's a whole rigmarole, and there are fees involved that you're going to have to pay. Um, but eventually you get a message back and it says, have you, I I feel like her and I are now just essentially texting unless you want to say that this is a video call. No, 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 (laughs) (laughs) Mike, no, (laughs) in which case, yeah, the response would be markedly different. Yeah. Almost there, uh, I guess. Not I. Not the, the uh, strike. The I guess. Uh, uh, almost there. See you soon. And she will Sorry, message buddy. back. Let me know when you arrive. Uh, and then response is. Look uh, at that. that. We're there. What do you know? Ro- Roger, Roger. I'm always a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Specifically the prequels. Of course. Yeah. He was there. He, I mean, he lived it. Uh-huh. He lived mm-hmm. the Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah. I should hope I know him. He's me. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good Alec Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Practicing for years. Um, uh, okay. And you go in for a landing? Yep. Without telling your wife the thing she wants to know. Just being I clear thought, about well, this. When, well, I, I, when she said we're here, I, I, I was thinking you meant as in like when you've landed. Or do you mean like when we're here as in Interpret like, it how you yeah. will. Well, now that you've brought it up that way, I'm going to let her know that we're here because it seems like that was what you would like to know. Her message to you was, let me know when you arrive. How does Amari interpret that? Uh, given that we're operating on a galactic scale, uh, arriving would be probably at the... Like, not landing, just within the the sphere of influence. Okay. So, your first message... Uh, is almost there. And then she says, let mm-hmm. me know when you arrive. You then follow that up with, we're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just make sure. Should you at least wait three <laughs> no, minutes? No, just so honestly, there's... that is like textbook married couple tech, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, a hundred percent. I've been sitting out in the driveway for 20 minutes just texting her. Just... No, my mom does that shit all the time. It's <laughs> just like, Oh yeah, we're five minutes out. We're in the driveway. <laughs> like what? <laughs> she would ask for the name of the ship you're coming in on. Um, what does our our uh Formian generator uh project us uh, as? Well, the name is still the same, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like ship registration is basically the same. It's just you. Sk- if somebody scanned you or the way that like waygates work is they like track the size of and silhouettes of ships that move through them. And if somebody had access to that information, they'd be able to track you pretty easily. Um, mm. But in terms of like somebody looking at your ship is going to tell what it is. So lying about that is problematic. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, it would just be like, yep, this is the, the Tiresian. Yeah. So it would be one of those things where, like you'd know to turn off the Formian generator when you're making a descent into a planet. Otherwise people would be like, wait, it's register. It's registering as a bulk freighter and just stare up at the much smaller ship going, well, that's not right. The much smaller ship with all of the fucking spy sensors like attached <laughs> to it. Nothing to see here. Nope. <laughs> So you you are currently flying a uh a decommissioned uh frigate that is called the Tiresian. Yep. And so as soon as you send that information to her, there is a beat and then suddenly whoever's on comms and like communicating with the dock masters suddenly gets a message that you're being redirected to a different berth. Okay. Uh, you are getting redirected towards the heart of the city. There is a floating series of platforms um, that create this like sky dock, essentially, hovering near the center of the city. And you would be able to tell from a significant distance that Amari, this city is built to look like the capital of Vast Plain. Specifically, there is an enormous landmark in the center of the city that is a huge golden pyramid. 
that is a replica, you would assume, of the Sunforge on Vastplain, which is this huge God's Tech apparatus at the center of the capital city of Vastplain. Vastplain is known for its superlative use of solar technology. They are incredible, incredibly adept at turning solar radiation, uh, like the etheric radiation given off by most suns in the galaxy, into energy and being able to harness that. And the way they mastered that is by observing this huge God's Tech pyramid that they found on their planet that absorbs and distills etheric energy from the star that they circle. This pyramid here is probably not a God's Tech pyramid, because that would be wild if they found a second one. <laughs> but it's made to look like the Sun Forge. And as you're coming in for a landing directed towards this flying sky dock that is kind of off to one side, but above this pyramid, you can see even in the daylight, there's this broad beam of light shooting up out of the top of the pyramid at the center of the city. And as you're making your descent, you can see that it's attached to, or the beam strikes what looks like a space platform that is hovering above the city. That almost looks like a second city in orbit above the city that you're flying down to. Uh, and Amari, you would know that like there's something similar, albeit much, much, much bigger on vast plane. But this is a very uh, common construction method that the Lian use, where planet side stuff will be really good at collecting solar energy that is put out and like collected inside the planet, and then they will beam it up to energize stuff that's in orbit. So it's like an Elysium situation. Uh, less dystopian dystopian class stuff yeah but it, okay. technologically so it's not, yeah so it so it's not it's not like the cool stuff is on the floating platforms and the okay no if anything all the the like cool technology is on the ground and they're just using that to power the stuff that's up in space okay okay, okay. Mm. I, th I thought you said that we were going towards the platform, and I was like, great, okay, so we we fucking have to do an Elysium. There are other floating platforms near the ground, and one of them is the sky dock you are heading towards. Hmm. Mari does have a mech suit, so we're like halfway to yeah. Elysium. Oh, yeah. Uh, I it's guess it would be Matt Damon in this situation. Matt Damon, I couldn't pull it. I was like... As you are... <sighs> being redirected to this other berth do you follow the instructions yeah so you are flying towards the center of this city uh Raustia is a large city that is fairly landlocked though there is a large <laughs> lake to the north of where you are the city itself is a large metropolis there are flying Vehicles moving to and from tall buildings, all of which are dwarfed by the giant pyramid that is at the center of this place. But even as you get closer, you can tell it's like a, a pale imitation of the Sunforge on Vast Plain. It's maybe a third of the size and the panels of it are clearly made of like metal and glass and painted materials as opposed to whatever the heck it is the God's Tech Pyramid is made of. And as you're coming down onto this floating sky dock, you can see that there are 
a bunch of people waiting for you. You can see that several smaller transports have landed on the dock that you've been, you're being directed towards, and there is a small party waiting for you. I already texted this to Elliot, but Florian is just sweaty. Like, this is fucking not good. Gonna be fine. Do they have weapons? Can we tell if they, if they have, like, uh, like, if it's... A, a police, like a police force, waiting to arrest a bunch of people. Even if it's not. It's like <laughs> as you're getting closer and per, like lowering into your descent, you can make out that there's probably thirty people down there. They have all come out of several transports that have landed near the platform you're landing on. I would say maybe a little less than half of them probably do have weapons that are visible. Uh, there is a clear honor guard of some kind. They are dressed in pretty striking regalia of golds and, uh, these dark, dark blues. And Amari, you'd be able to recognize several of them as what are called paladins. Paladins are bodyguards, but like elite, highly trained bodyguards. If you have a paladin, it means somebody needs to keep you alive at all cost. Paladin training is unique in that it does not focus on firearms. It fo focuses on like honing martial weaponry. So paladins use swords and knives and things of that nature. But their swords and knives in wild space magic settings so they can use those to you know block laser blasts that are coming in and absorb them and redirect them back through their blades yeah hell yeah hell yeah these like highly trained paladins can wield swords made of gemstone aethite to do that sort of thing Really, really, really badass paladins, usually paladins who are also wizards of one stripe or another, can use weapons made of atheum. Whoa. Think of somebody using a plutonium sword. Crud. Completely unrealistic, but space magic allows that to be possible. Cool as hell. Hmm. You don't fuck with paladins, is my point here. Unless you really want to kill somebody. <laughs> Or you really, really want to die. <laughs> yeah. Mm, but like quickly. The rest of you would probably have like a vague understanding of Paladin as a concept of just like, oh, they're just like really good bodyguards. Yeah. There's some like Leon fantasy shows that have like a very like uh, traditional kind of sense of what a Paladin is. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, the concept itself originates from Minos, actually, but it has been adopted by nearly every culture. And so, Amari, you would know that, like, the presence of people like that means there's a matriarch down there. Wouldn't surprise me, honestly. And a quick head count would let you know that, like, okay, if you're doing some quick, just, like, bodyguard math, there's more than one matriarch down there. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Like, we're meeting with one, and the... And also, yeah. So, you know that there is a, a role known as a, a Geminess, 
which is essentially like the planetary governor. They are matriarchs who run the planet. So you would assume that Cesru, the Geminess of this world, is maybe down there with others. And yeah, you come in for a landing and this... Nobody's pointing guns at you or anything as you as you land. But there's definitely a sense of... If they wanted to, violence could be done. Uh, Kala is scarce when all of this happens. You think she's probably retreated to her room. Vesnes is sort of antsily pacing across the bridge and looks to you, Amari, and asks, Am I going to be a problem? I don't think so. Unless you want to be, babe. (laughs) Are you planning on leaving the ship, or do you... uh, I'm just curious. I have not spent much time... That is... (laughs) How... There are certain laws that really frown on my people being out and about in the galaxy. Does this planet follow those laws? Mike, does this planet follow those laws? You have no idea. Okay, yeah. What is is the hegemony's stance? Uh, Is it the same as, like, other galactic stances on, like... Okay, so... Yeah, there's an old... On the books, it's technically like a, well, we need to keep these people quarantined kind of a law for galactic health and safety. Mm. But Mm. yeah, most people out in the galaxy, especially like in certain circles on the metanet, just like, no, this has been used since time immemorial to repress the cog and like make them feel shitty about themselves and stop them from moving about the galaxy freely. A lot of larger governments still follow those practices because they always have and you need outspoken people to break those sorts of systems that just aren't there in like the empire and the dominion always followed them because that's just what they always did now the dominion's gone who knows well business i actually have no idea so do you want to make a splash or no 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 okay unless you need me to make a splash if there is uh, a Tech building here that might be needing splash, I could splash. I'll call you. Okay. And she will go over to a console and start doing a little research where that's concerned. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love her. Proactive. Like it. Yeah. And Mara will ask, should I be making a splash as well? Ooh. No. No. Not at the moment. Let me go out and kind of test the waters and figure out if this is a place worth making a splash at. Mira, engage weapon systems. (laughs) (laughs) We do not currently have those, but. We don't have those. (laughs) I can turn the Tiresian into a rather large bomb if needs be. Vesnus is Vesnus is like hmm. <laughs> out of a vent, just Ding. like what? Vesnus would wave a hand and go, "I already knew that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I thought you were going to say, "I already knew that." 
we are ready to go anytime. (laughs) You do not strap yourself to a bomb unless you really mean it. Mm. This is true. I mean, there are two politicians from like an objectively kind of shitty government down there. They're just like right there. Just like right there. One of those is one of those is his wife. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's she's not a matriarch yet, right? Oh, that's true. That doesn't mean she's not. We don't know that actually. We don't know anything about any Mm -hmm. of this. No. Yeah. I just out of character. I love how much you hate the hegemony. How much interaction have you had with the hegemony <laughs> at all? Well, they were allied with the Dominion, which is like a known uh entity that like sacrificed tons and tons of people in like weird ritualistic bullshit. So it's probably due to proximity. Okay. Yeah. Look, those ritualistic combats were only lethal to non-Taro. There's a lot of those that's, non-Taros. Hey, listen, yeah. That's bad. <laughs> I happen to be one of those types. You, you do not, under any circumstances, have to give it to the Dominion. <laughs> 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 uh, Listen, okay, so the Rosset hegemony is Italy in the Axis. <laughs> cool. They still did a fascism. Your wife is Mussolini. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we're saying. Wow. Um, we're not going to run her corpse through the streets. No. Uh, At best of the Ottoman Empire in World War One, they sought a separate piece early on. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Moving on. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So are we uh, all ready? Do we all putting our best foot forward? I I changed into. I'm wearing my most sensible crop top for the occasion. <laughs> a, a formal crop top. <laughs> my formal crop top. <laughs> this is a, this is space fantasy that has to exist. Oh, it absolutely does. And I have mm-hmm. six. <laughs> oh, I I have two outfits. I have the 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 jacket I've been wearing since you all met me, and then I also now have pants. Vest. You might oh, want yeah, to wear your good. your your vest and pants. Yes. Yeah. The ro- yeah. Are you Donald ducking it or not? <laughs> oh no, no. Oh no. <laughs> Gotta put my best foot forward. I think. Yeah, Maybe. I'll wear Are we all going out there or is it just Mari? I, I, how, how is I this? don't I don't want to, but like I already to. changed my clothes, so I might you as have well. to? No, you don't have to. <laughs> oh, we don't have to. No. Oh, that's that's great information. Although I will say, if we don't go out there, we won't we will not meet. Who says you're going to meet any of them anyway? It's just like this whole scenario seems fraught. Maybe a private, maybe a private get together. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let me go talk to them really quick and then we'll invite them up for coffee and. Well, just your family. That would make sense. Yeah, we don't have any coffee, actually. Amari, you are 
keenly aware of the fact that the Tyrese has been sitting on this landing pad for a couple of minutes now. Mm. I'm like standing, getting ready to hit the button for, <laughs> uh-huh. for the, like the gangplank, you know, oh. like, open the hatch. Just like, oh, who's going, who's going. That's who's the case, going? Yeah. Florian will just kind of like retreat. Like I'm okay. not going to. Okay. So just Shay and is Oswald going to me? I don't think I need to. I don't think. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I think In that case, it is just Amari and Shay standing at the top of the ramp With as it the party. <laughs> as it opens and lowers you onto the floating platform. Uh, surprisingly not windy, considering how high up you are. You think there's probably some kind of environmental stabilizer up here, but you are met with the sight of a pretty decent-sized crowd of Leans, Midrians, and Lycans. The vast majority of them are Leon, but there's a couple of the other types as well. And as soon as Amari sets foot on the platform's surface... There is a snap to attention, and somebody out in the guard, uh, like, lets out a, a low Woo! rumble, a ten hot! And, like, all of the soldiers snap to attention. The paladins draw their, these long, like, recurved sabers that kind of curve down into hooks at the end and place them on their chests. And, There is a loud barking voice which says, Hail, Prefect Kelrakasa! Hail, Champion of Fortis! Uh, yeah, uh, Amari just, like, shakes his head and then looks at Shay, goes for a fist bump, and, like, after you. Okay, not fist bumping you, actually kind of regretting coming out here, Mm -hmm. and also, I should not walk in front of you. All right, let's see. Like, if the door is still open, open, Florian just like makes eye contact with Shay through it, just like, fuck, what the fuck? Fuck me. And as you begin to stride across this platform, you see in front of the crowd of armed guards and attendants and hangers on, there are three women standing there waiting for you to approach. The first at the four is a matriarch dressed in a sharp green and brown suit. She is holding what looks like a large data pad to one hand and is like watching you approach casually, her eyes flicking back up and forth between the data pad in her arm and your approach. Just flanking her to the left is a woman you recognize. It is matriarch Tally Hania who you saw back on Seawell. She is watching your approach with a broad smile, and her eyes flick back and forth between Shay and Amari, but then, like, goes back to Shay, and then, like, this smile curves even larger as she recognizes you. Yeah, from the... That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's Standing... Good, 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 good. A pace behind Matriarch Hania is another familiar face, Amari. As you see, your wife. And I think it is there we're going to leave it for tonight. And we will have our reunions and introductions next time. 
Because as always, you can find us online at MatcomRPG on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia. I am always there talking about D&D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff. So come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer, doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at The Readamus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.